are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Friday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We are a day before uh, the game this weekend against Colorado. It's been a long week after that tough loss to BYU, but we are ready to get back on track and get back in the win column. Today we're going to be covering some decommitment news from ASU, as well as our final preview of the game against Colorado. We're also going to take a look at some expert opinions on the game, whether that is going to be who's going to win or if ASU is going to cover the spread or not. And then lastly, we're going to be looking at the betting odds, so the spread, over, under, as well as the money line. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. There's no better place to get all your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast with a Friday edition of the pod. Man, it feels good to be one day before their game against Colorado. It has been a long week trying to, to get to that loss to BYU. I don't know about you, Rishi, but how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. And I'm ready for this game. I'm ready to win my lunch bet. Your lunch bet? What was the lunch bet? Me and one of my uh, fellow co-teachers at the school that I teach at made a bet that Arizona State wins by 28 and a half points. 28 and a half? What are you buying him for lunch? Uh, he's buying me a couple spicy McChickens when we win by 30. And hypothetically, if they don't, you have to buy him spicy McChickens, or does he get his own choice? Uh, he probably gets to pick, so, you know, probably a five-star restaurant, but I'll settle for the McChickens. Okay, so we've lost our mind, uh, what is it, two minutes into the podcast. That's not too bad. Unfortunately, we do have to get into some bad news. Uh, this is the third straight month that the Sun Devils have had another decommit. Uh, in this case, it is Larry Turner Gooden, who is a DB, four-star DB that decommits from Arizona State. What's interesting is now that he has reopened his commitment, uh, he was visiting Penn State after their big win this weekend. On the same weekend that we lost to BYU, you never really know what's going on in terms of a player decommitting and potentially going to another program. Right now, with everything ASU has going on with their recruitment allegations during the COVID dead period, Herm Edwards was quoted on radio saying that people are making a bigger deal out of it in terms of it being a distraction. Richie, do you think that's the case, or do you think it, it is truly a big deal for the Sun Devil team? Where I stand on it, and I don't, I don't want to get too into detail on this because I do want to talk about the Colorado game, but my two cents here is this, this is a big loss. There's no doubt in that, and it really hurts to see three like top-tier names decommit from your program over the span of three months, especially with all the allegations that are coming down. For 2021, this doesn't matter at all, obviously, but moving forward it does because you've got a lot of seniors in place and established veterans on this team that you're probably going to lose this offseason or next offseason to the draft and the pros. So your win-now mode is now, and losing these guys is going to shorten your window significantly. Would have been nice with Chase Lucas and Jack Jones heading out the door. Uh, so, are you just, sure they can't keep playing? Um, 
I, I don't believe Lucas can. Jack Jones, I'd have to double check, but I'm very positive Lucas. Why? He's only in his like his sixth year. I'm pretty sure he can keep going. I mean, I, I think he could. Change, have we extended his contract? I think he could change his degree program. And franchise that, tag, him. and that just won't matter. Slap him with the franchise tag. Well, we'll see how things change after the NI, NIL rules came out. Maybe they can do something else about that. But Chase that being Lucas said, Lucas is going to play with the Sun Devils until the day he dies. Or fans of lifelong players. But with that being said, let's get into the Colorado game. We discussed a little bit about a couple players to watch in yesterday's episode of the podcast. Richie, getting into the rest of this game, what on ASU side uh, stands out to you in terms of who we need to watch going into this game? I'm definitely going to be looking at this linebacking core once again to try and contain another mobile quarterback this week in the form of Brandon Lewis. So this is a Darian Butler fan account. And surprisingly, I think this is the first that we've talked about Darian Butler this week. If not, I mean, we've gone at least two shows without mentioning Darian Butler. Definitely not more than twice. I mean, that's honestly embarrassing considering this podcast is about the Sun Devils and Darian Butler. But with that being said, I am going to look for Butler once again to help contain Brendan uh, Brendan Lewis and the Colorado run game. Merlin Robertson is also going to be a guy that we're highlighting. And the defensive line is going to need to step up as well. Our defensive backs. More than anything, I don't respect this Colorado passing attack, so I expect everyone to be playing close to the line of scrimmage. And I want, I want, I want, I want someone to spy Lewis this week. We did not do that enough with Jaron Hall last week. I want someone completely dedicated to watching every movement that Brandon Lewis does. I do not want to get beat by him. I like that you said you don't necessarily respect the passing game. It's not so much that they can't pass the ball well. We just ha- we haven't seen it this year. Like Until they prove it, you have to go with what they're doing, which is, in this case, running the ball. If you can stop them from running the ball effectively, uh, and then they're going to be forced to pass the ball, it's going to give plenty of opportunity to the linebackers and DBs to make a play. You also mentioned the defensive line. We talked earlier this week about Trevez Moore being out for the season. Which is a big blow. Defensive line coach Robert Rodriguez said he's been focused on developing uh, the rest of uh, the bodies essentially behind them in the preseason. Specifically, Anthony Cooper and Joe Moore are going to be getting more snaps as a result of that situation. So we'll see how it plays out. We still need this defensive line to step up. It is definitely the, the weakness of the ASU defense as a whole. But regardless of the injuries, just like anybody else, you have to have that next man up mentality. And I'm hoping that some of these younger kids can come and make a name for themselves in what should hopefully be maybe a 30-point win. By the Sun Devils, depending on who you ask. but at Fingers least, crossed. But at least a, a statement win for sure. Yeah, so definitely looking at the linebackers on defense to step up. Offensively, we just need Jaden Daniels to not turn the ball over the way that he did last week. That was a big reason why Arizona State lost that football game to BYU is because Jaden wasn't taking care of the football. So I'm not asking him to put up 400 total yards, and I'm not asking him to score five touchdowns. What I'm asking him to do is move the ball effectively, be smart, and take a deep shot. So stretch the ball, uh, stretch the field out a little bit, and try try and keep Colorado's defense on their toes. Don't be too predictable. We've talked a lot about Jaden Daniels airing it out, and while we obviously want that to be a thing consistently week to week, Colorado's been outscored forty to seven in their last two games. Going off of last week. Combined with your penalties and your turnovers, you had 16 penalties and four turnovers. That number equals 20. I'm not a mathematician, but in that case, with your turnovers and penalties equal anywhere north of 10, that's just not great. So the fact that it was at 20 is just terrible. So they need to obviously take care of business there. And if that comes down to just 
the Sun Devils running the ball like they normally do and Jaden playing a little bit of, of game management, I'm totally fine with that. But obviously, you still want to be able to take your shots like we talked about last week. Um, Herm Edwards has done the same as well. They need to at least establish the downfield threat. Or just like we had talked about by forcing Colorado to pass the ball, they should be doing the exact same thing to us until Andre Johnson or Bunkley Shelton, Ricky, Ricky Pearsall, Johnny Wilson, any of these guys can step up. And ideally, we can hit that deep strike early again like we did against BYU. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I kind of want to close up on is this: we are now at the point in the season where you should know the things that you can and cannot get away with. You had those two, those two cupcake games at the beginning of the year, and then you had an out-of-conference game to give you your first three weeks. Now you are officially in conference play. You should know what your strengths are. You should know what your weaknesses are. And you should know how to play to win the game. So you should have a game script at this point. So this is the week where I'm telling you, don't get cute. Stick to your game script. Make sure that everything is going to function correctly. And like the biggest thing with sticking to your game script this week is if you do blow out Colorado, then you know that your game script is good enough to put up points every single week. If you skip to your game script and it, and you don't put up points, that's when you got to sit there and go, you know what, we need to make adjustments. We still have to play USC. We still have to play UCLA. We still have to play Utah. So you need to stick to the game script that you've been going to. Sorry, I keep saying game script over and over. But you need to, to stick with that, find a good rhythm, and see if it works. That was our preview of Colorado. Next, we're going to be getting into expert opinions on the rest of the game, uh, whether that is going to be ASU winning or Colorado taking victory away in Tempe. You're listening to the Locked On Sunnivals podcast. You're trying to get more protein in your diet, but have no idea where to go? Well, don't ask just anybody. Ask us, the experts on your favorite protein bar. Built Bar uh, has so many delicious flavors that there is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know Built Bar flavors... Well, you're just missing out. They have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and even German chocolate. You know what my favorite is? It's definitely that German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you can get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. They have 7 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. That is such a big deal when looking at protein bars that also have a good taste. And only have 4 to 5 grams of net carbs total. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back with our second segment, looking at expert opinions about the Colorado versus ASU game this weekend. We did a preview of this last week, just talking about different opinions of who is taking ASU versus who is taking BYU, and decided to bring this segment back. Starting off with our first expert, Sportsbook Wire. They're citing that Colorado has a recent edge over ASU, and that's true. They've won three out of the last four games, and they've won two in a row. The Sun Devils do own an 8-3 series advantage over their Pac-12 South Division rivals overall. But with that two-win streak uh, now on the line for Buffalo, coming off also a bad loss against Minnesota, surely they're not going to want to lose two games in a row, especially week one of the Pac-12 conference play. Richie, what do you think about Sportsbook Wire's uh, recent edge Colorado has over ASU? History does have a factor 
in matchups like these, especially interconference and interdivision. But these Arizona State Sun Devils are not the same Sun Devils that played Colorado two years ago. People forget Arizona State didn't play Colorado last year. So it's been two years since Arizona State has lined up against the Colorado Buffaloes. So this team is stronger, they're more physical, and they're a lot more experienced than the last time they matched up. Jaden Daniels was a freshman the last time these guys matched up. Now he's a junior. He's an established junior, and he's 10 times the playmaker that he was back then. The defense is great. The run game is stout. And the biggest thing that no one seems to be talking about is Arizona State's at home. So I understand that with recent history, Colorado has kind of owned the series. Like you said, three of the last four games they've won. But that's in the past. It was two years ago. It's a lot different team than it was back then. People often talk about, especially a season in general, not just college football, but any sport. You take things game by game, week by week. You try not to look too far down the road. When you're trying to look for trends, especially in matchups for uh, interconference, I don't want to say rivals, but people who play each other consistently in terms of the Pac-12 South, you're still looking for all those trends. But it's a totally different outcome. You have players that are injured. You have new budding stars, people that have left for potentially the NFL or at least have graduated. So many moving parts that it's just... Other than the fact that they have the exact same team name to play for the same school, so much has changed since the last time they played. But I at least do appreciate looking at the trends of how ASU has struggled the last couple of times, even though we do expect ASU to come out with a pretty sizable victory against Colorado. Picks and parlays has ASU 30 over Colorado with scoring 13 points. We talked about Colorado scoring, uh, or sorry, struggling after their first three games of the season, which is two losses coming off one of the poorest displays of offenses. You want to talk about poorest displays. They had 63 total yards of offense. 63 in four quarters. Five players from Minnesota gained more yards individually than the entire Colorado offense. So we just talked a little bit about the history between these teams and how that could play a factor. But looking back just one week after such a terrible game for Colorado, you can look at the history between these teams all you want or even the fact that Colorado is on a two-win streak against ASU. I'm not sure as a Sun Devil fan how you can't feel confident about that on your home turf. Yeah, I just it, it, it's exactly that. It's just these teams are so different. You've got the home field advantage. You've got the better football team. You've got the better coaching staff. And you've got a lot more momentum going in your way. So I, I don't know, man. Like like I said previously, like there there is to a certain extent importance to history. But history was two years ago. These are just different teams. Colorado, like props to them for taking A&M down to the wire. They deserve all the props in the world for that. And truth be told, I was absolutely rooting them on to take down A&M in that game. I turned that game on and I watched it. I was so excited to potentially see the Pac-12 assert a SEC team, and not just any SEC team, but a top 10 SEC team and a contender for the crown or at least second place, because we all know that Alabama is running away with the SEC like they normally do. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, Colorado deserves props for how tough they played against AM. But they did not get off the bus last week to play Minnesota, and I don't know if I trust them to come down to Tempe and put up much of a fight here either. Here's a fun one. We used this one last week. We're looking at the ESPN power index in terms of ASU's chances to win. I don't remember the number off the top of my head. I want to say we were somewhere in like maybe the low 60s in terms of percentages to win. 
This week they have ASU as a 78% chance to beat Colorado. Only giving Colorado a 22% chance to get the victory. I don't know if the high, ideally the higher the number, the better the chance, but I felt pretty good after ESPN's power index last week. So if we just so managed to lose, I'm not sure I can touch their power index going forward. Well, the difference between these two teams is BYU is really good and Colorado is not. And Arizona State is really good and they should be ranked. We talked about that earlier this week if you guys want to go back to a couple of our podcasts. But Arizona State is 10 times the team that Colorado is. And I'll tell you this. If Colorado does take down Arizona State, I will eat my hat and just own it 100% because I'm not giving these guys a chance in hell. We gave BYU all the credit in the world after a big win last week, even though our predictions had ASU coming out on top. College Football News says ASU is a big favorite against Colorado. 14 of their 15 experts picked the Sun Devils to defeat Buffaloes in week four of the college football season. I'm not sure if that one expert knows something we don't know or they're just a Colorado Buffalo alumni. But hey, any given Saturday, right? We said ASU was going to win last week and that didn't come out in our favor. They're college kids, right? Kids make mistakes. It's going to happen. You just never know what the outcome of the game is truly going to be until they play all four quarters. Yeah, and truth be told, that's one of the best parts about college football is absolutely anything and everything can happen. Flashback a few years ago to when Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield took on uh, Patrick Mahomes and Texas Tech, and the final score was like each team in the high 70s. It was ridiculous. It's just that's the beauty of college football, and that's what makes it just the friggin' best. Like, I love the NFL and all that jazz, but there's something about college football that just is so much more special. And there's that chance that Colorado could come out and just blow the doors off of Arizona State and absolutely stun everybody. And while I would hate that as a fan of Arizona State and as an alumnus, I'm telling you as a college football fan, there would be nothing better than to see a game where everyone is doubting Colorado to come out and win this game. And with college football news having 14 of their 15 experts taking Arizona State, wouldn't it just be that much better for college football as a whole to have that just hanging in the rafters? That would just be the most ASU thing ever. But anyways. Unfortunately. Those were our experts talking about ASU versus Colorado. Not everyone shares our opinion that ASU may come out on top. But we'll see this Saturday night. Next segment, we're going to get into some betting props. We're going to look at the spread, the over-under, as well as our score predictions for week four. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Football season's back and better than ever, and there's nothing more exciting than betting on football. And as always, BetOnline is going to be your number one spot for betting pro and college football this season. With the updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON. We're back with our last segment. We're going to be previewing our score predictions for this game. We're going to be looking at the money line, the spread, and we'll talk about the over and under. And then also get into some bold predictions for the game, like we did last week. 
Nothing better than bold predictions, especially when you're wrong. Richie, let's start off with the prediction for the game. So who are you taking to win, and what's the score going to be? Well, obviously I'm going to be taking the home team, the Arizona State Sun Devils, in a blowout. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to take the Sun Devils. Are you ready for this? It has to be over by 30, otherwise you're going to lose your, your lunch bet. 28. As long as it's 28 and a half, I win this bet. It might have even been 27 and a half. My apologies. I would, I would say it was 27 and a half because if we win by 28, then I win. That sounds right. But I'm taking Arizona State 44-13. I think that the Sun Devils are just going to absolutely romp this Colorado team. I know that that's betting a lot considering they haven't quote-unquote romped anyone this year, including the two cupcake games they had to start the year with Southern Utah and UNLV. But I do have faith that to kick off Pac-12 conference play with everything that's riding on this game, for Herm to finally get a 1-0 start in the conference for the first time since he came to Tempe, and for Arizona State to really just make a statement that they're ready to compete for a Pac-12 South title, I fully expect this team to come out guns blazing and just absolutely light up Colorado. So this needs to be a big-time statement for multiple reasons, and I think that Arizona State is going to deliver. Now, when you said you didn't, or they didn't romp either of their first two opponents. They played much better in the second half. We had talked about um, whether ASU was a second half team in a, or an earlier episode in the podcast this week. But it was more so that the defense just really buckled down. And the offense was still scoring points. So if for this prediction to come true, it's really ASU's playing well for all four quarters, like we're hoping, in just about every facet of the game. Yeah, and I think it's just going to be one of those games where... You, I, here's the thing. I think the penalties are just going to be something we have to learn to live with. But where I would tell you they're going to exceed our expectations is I think we get off to a fast start and we maintain a consistent rhythm offensively and the defense just doesn't let up. Hey man, timestamp this. I think if you're going to have to talk about living with these penalties and we start to play some of our tougher opponents this year, that is going to be so tough to watch. I think it's going to be a big reason why we could lose some of those games. 100% agree. I just... I. It, listen to our previous podcast where we go into the penalties more. That's all I can say. My score prediction, uh, a little less um, hyped up than Richie's, but it's going to be ASU winning 33-17. to 17. That doesn't make me win my lunch bet. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't make, I didn't make the spicy McChicken lunch bet. Or How dare you attack me and my lunch bet on my own podcast? I think... So in this case, by my score prediction, and we'll get into this in just a bit, my score prediction, foreshadowing, is still taking the over. So I still think they're going to come out and they're going to play well. I think Colorado is going to play some very, for lack of a better term, just pissed off football. And they're still going to want to be in this game. I, I don't think, even though they're going to lose by, in this case, 16, I really don't think it'll even feel that close. I really think ASU will be in more control of the game than that. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. Now let's get into the over-under. So right now the over-under set at 45. Richie, are you taking the over or under in this game? I'm taking the over mainly because I think the Sun Devils are going to put up some big-time points. So I I would almost call me crazy. I would take the over of 45 just for Arizona State to put up that many points. You said they're going to put up 44, so that makes a lot of sense. I truly do. I just Maybe I am all cracked down on Mountain Dew or something. but You will be Saturday night. Absolutely. Yep, get me a virgin Mountain Dew and I'm a happy man. But I, I don't know. I'm feeling froggy about this. I'm definitely taking the over. 
I'll be taking the over as well. Uh, my total score prediction was set at 50, uh, so that's a little bit over compared to the 45 there. Uh, I think it'll be a somewhat high-scoring game, at least in ASU's favor, with Colorado maybe getting some garbage time points in there as well. So let's talk about the spread. Uh, we've already touched a little bit on how much we think ASU's going to win by. Spread's currently set at 14 points, so we're obviously taking ASU to cover in this case. Oh, definitely, and comfortably cover. It's, if it was in Colorado, I still honestly think I would take them to cover that, but in Tempe, I feel very comfortable with that. Yeah, and then for what it's worth, these are all brought to you from betonline.ag. Remember to use that promo code locked on and get all sorts of benefits when you sign up with BetOnline. But we're looking at their numbers particularly, and they've got the money line for Arizona State at minus 600 and plus 460 for Colorado. If you're feeling froggy, throw down a couple bucks on Colorado because it can't hurt, but that that's tough money for Arizona State minus 600. You would have to bet 600 to win 100, and that's, that's tough. Yep, completely agree. Let's get into our bold predictions. Uh, so we did this last week for a segment. We're going to be getting to one bold prediction for the offense as well as the defense. Could be either side of the ball. But Richie, I'll kick this off with you. What is one bold prediction? You can start with the offense or the defense. I am going to go with the offense. Oh, let me make sure I'm doing the math right in my head. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Daniels accounts for five touchdowns. Five touchdowns? Yes. Wow. The offense puts up five touchdowns, and I'm saying that Jaden Daniels gets all five. I think that he's going to get them through the air and on the ground, obviously. I don't think he's going to catch one. But I think that we're going to have a big, long touchdown catch. I'm going to say Jaden throws a 45-yard touchdown reception. I'm not – if I had to guess, I would say Andre Johnson because that's their big play guy on the outside. But – that's going to be my prediction. Jaden gets five touchdowns, and one of his touchdown passes goes for 45 yards. You know, hypothetically, Chip Trainer is coming back this week, right? Yes, sir. And so, so here's the funny thing is I almost said for my bold prediction, and I could still see this happen, I wanted to say Daniel Nagata would get 100 yards. I thought about that, too. They definitely talked about using more of a committee approach going forward, which I think will be the case. More and again, so, we touched on that earlier in the week, too. More so for the benefit of keeping Chip healthy throughout the week and using all uh, available bodies that you have. My offensive uh, bold prediction is going to be three players have over 60 receiving yards. Uh, that hasn't happened with even two players this, this year in any of their previous three games, so I think that's going to happen with three players. If I were to highlight guys that that would happen with, it would be Andre Johnson. Uh, I would go with probably Rashad White. I think there's going to be a lot of dump-offs still to him. They're going to u- utilize him as far as their best pass-catching running back. And then also Ricky Pearsall as well. Bold predictions of the defense. I'll go with mine next. We had talked about Colorado being held to less than 63 total yards last week. I really think ASU is just going to hammer down on this offense for Colorado. And they're just going to hold their entire offense to less than 150 total yards. I could totally see that. It just, it all comes down to being able to slow down Brandon Lewis. If you're able to neutralize anything that he can do with his legs... You test him to beat you with your arm, and I trust that the secondary can limit that. Richie, what about your bold prediction for the defense? I've kind of gone back and forth on what I'm thinking. This one I'm not going to make as bold as my offense because I went shooting for the moon on the offense. This one will be more relatable. I will say of the 13 points that I gave Colorado the score, I'm going to say all 13 of them come in the first quarter. That would certainly follow the trend this year for ASU giving up quite a few points, at least in the first half. And then once they go into the locker room, Herm Edwards and company really buckle down and make whatever adjustments they need to going into the second half. 
Ideally, that is not the case because if it's 13 points, and at least in the first quarter, we're going to be looking at back on all of our podcasts this week, thinking, what the heck were we talking about? Just for them to come out and absolutely smack them apparently in the second half. Yeah, I think the defense is just going to have to make a few adjustments, which they have done successfully all season long so far. We got a three-game sample size, and I feel confident that the defense knows what it's doing at this point. But there's going to be some jitters with this being being the first Pac-12 conference and division game for this team. And like we talked about earlier with Colorado winning three of the last four matchups, I think Arizona State is going to get inside their own heads a little bit to start the game before they settle down, relax, and do what they do best, get after the quarterback, and embarrass opposing offenses. That is our preview against Colorado, as well as looking at some expert predictions and going with our bold predictions for this game. Tune in for this game Saturday. ASU is going to need it. We need a big statement win against Colorado, which we think is going to be a weaker opponent in terms of the Pac-12 South. Ideally, this will be a huge week one blowout. They can be 1-0 against the rest of the conference. And we can talk about the rest of their tougher upcoming matchups, at least being a foot ahead, ahead of some of the other opponents on their schedule. Remember to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at C. Drios and find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z. 36. And remember to follow our Locked On Sun Devils Twitter page. That is going to be at LO underscore Sun Devils. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, whether that is going to be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Hey, college football fans. Betting on the Sun Devils doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, Wrong team favorite picks and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Beds podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.